Hey, Four Oaks East family, Josh here with another episode of the Occasional Podcast. Today is Wednesday, June the 24th, 2020. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying God's grace today. And I'm jumping on and recording this because I wanted to follow up on something from last week's sermon text. There was There's a, a somewhat obscure reference, an obscure statement near the end of 1 Peter 3 that's a bit difficult to understand, and a full treatment of it was beyond... Um, the scope of what we were trying to do in the sermon and beyond the time constraints that we had. And so I thought it might be helpful to circle back around and and give a little bit more time to it. And so um, the part I'm talking about is the thing about um, Jesus preaching to spirits in prison and the days of Noah and all of that. So let me read uh, these couple of verses and then um, frame the conversation and give you some observations about it. So 1 Peter 3, 18 through 20 says this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through the water. So, oh my goodness, we have Christ preaching... And he is proclaiming in the spirit two spirits in prison. And all of this is somehow connected to the days of Noah. Okay, what in the world are we supposed to make of this? Well, the first thing we need to figure out is what are the questions at issue here? Whatever our interpretation of this uh, ends up being needs to, needs to satisfactorily or best answer a few questions. Number one, to whom did Christ preach? So Christ is preaching, and who are his hearers? Who is in view here? Are these believing saints in the Old Testament who died and are in purgatory? Are these Old Testament believers? Are these unbelievers in hell? Are these angels and not even human beings at all? So to whom did Christ preach? Number two, what did Christ preach? What was the content of his message? Is it repentance or a second chance at repentance? Is, is this a, a proclamation being made to people who are in the underworld, who are in Hades or hell or have the opportunity to repent and believe? Is this a message of condemnation and final judgment? What, what is the content of the message? Number two, what did Christ preach? Number three, when did Christ preach? When did this all take place? Is this between his death and resurrection? Is this after his resurrection and before his ascension? Is it, is it in the days of Noah? When, when is Christ preaching? And then fourth and finally, where did Christ preach? Is this in the underworld? Is it in hell? Is it in the heavenly realm? Is it on the earth? Okay, so there's a lot of questions here. Uh, and whatever we end up uh, taking as our interpretation of this needs to, uh, needs to answer those questions. So, There are five uh, main interpretations of what this text is teaching. There's actually a lot, but there's sort of five primary ones. And just to tip my hand, uh, anytime I give you a list of plausible interpretations, I'm usually going to save the one that uh, I prefer or the one that I think is, um, is, uh, is most viable for last, and this is no different. So, view number one, Christ preached good news to condemned human spirits in hell. So um, Christ is, is preaching between his death and resurrection to rebellious spirits in hell. This is sort of a, a second chance theology now that he has paid the penalty of sin. People who uh, are now given an, another opportunity to uh, receive Christ's work. Um, but there's a couple of problems with this view. One, uh, Jesus uh, going 
to hell to preach between his death and resurrection really isn't attested anywhere uh, in the rest of scripture. Uh, really, the only place that the Bible gives us any indication or, uh, or thought of what happened between Jesus' death and resurrection, what he was doing or where he was, comes in Jesus' words to the thief on the cross when he says, today you will be with me in paradise, which would seem to move us away from the idea that Jesus um, spends any time in hell proclaiming to spirits in prison. And so, uh, also this this uh, sort of second chance theology uh, is not really attested anywhere else in Scripture. This uh, account or this interpretation also doesn't really deal with uh, the mention of Noah. And so, nothing really in the text would suggest that Jesus is doing anything between his death and resurrection, and that's that's not what Peter has in view here. So that's view number one: Christ preached good news to condemned human spirits in hell. View number two is Christ preached release to repentant human spirits in hell. So this is still holding to the interpretation that Christ is going to hell between his death and resurrection, which we've already addressed. There's no uh, reason textually to think that that's what's going on here. Um, But in this case, instead of this being uh, good news to condemn human spirits in hell who are unrepentant, this is now uh, a proclamation of release to Old Testament saints who are held waiting for Christ to deliver them. Now, most of the people who hold to this, you might guess, um, have a much more of a Roman Catholic uh, bent. Uh, Roman Catholic theologians will hold to this. This kind of has that view of purgatory where there's this holding place that you go. But here, one of the problems is the passage speaks to rebellious spirit spirits. It doesn't say repentant spirits. And so um, the, even the view of purgatory, there being this place that you go to work off um your remaining uh, purification that's needed before you're fit for heaven. There's actually a number of problems with that in scripture. You think about the story of the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus is in heaven uh, before Christ's death, uh, before uh, before that takes place. And uh, this view also doesn't deal with the question concerning, uh, this is in the days of Noah. So this is uh, not the view that I prefer. So view number two, Christ preached release to repentant human spirits in hell. Uh, view number three, Christ preached victory over rebellious human spirits in hell. So again, we have Jesus dying, descending to hell, which we've already dealt with. But now what he's preaching is a message of condemnation. He's sort of making it final or, or putting a period at the end of the sentence on um, the judgment of these rebellious human spirits. So the context is the same, the timing is the same, but the message is now different. And all those other problems uh, still stand from the previous views. Um, and there's one additional problem that this view introduces all the, um, you would really need to have strong warrant textually to translate that, uh, Greek word kerudzo, which is trans, uh, translated, um, proclaim as anything other than preach good news. So him preaching final judgment would not be preaching good news. And there's not strong warrant in the text uh, to understand it in that way. So that's view number three, which I do not uh, believe is correct. Christ preached victory over rebellious human spirits. View number four, Christ preached victory over rebellious, angelic spirits in hell. Now, this seems like it might be the most plausible of the four that we've looked at so far, but it's still not the view that I prefer. Uh, in this in this interpretation, these are not human spirits. These are demons. So this uh, departs a little bit from the idea that Jesus did this preaching between his death and resurrection. This would place this, uh, the question of when, it would say this is after his ascension. So after Christ uh, died and resurrected and was ascended, he then proclaimed victory over rebellious, demonic, angelic spirits in 
hell. Now, one of the problems with this view, uh, it's, it's better in certain ways than the previous three, but the problem that it still has is the problem with uh, Keruzo. Um, Jesus is proclaiming condemnation in this view. And Keruzo, in this context, leans heavily toward preaching good news. And so, uh, additionally, there's no reason textually to understand these spirits to be demonic rather than human. And I think the indication of, or the tying it to the days of Noah, um, gives us reason to believe that this is actually dealing with human spirits rather than angelic demonic spirits. So, that's view number four. Christ preached victory over rebellious angelic spirits in hell. And so that brings us to the fifth, uh, the fifth interpretation of the one that I believe is correct. Christ preached repentance and salvation through Noah to unbelieving humans in the days of Noah. So uh, this is Christ preaching and uh, offering salvation from the coming judgment through Noah. And so to whom is the message being proclaimed? It's to human spirits. What is the content of the message? It would be good news of deliverance from coming judgment. And there's good reason that there's good reason to believe this is correct. Uh, in Second Peter chapter two, verse five, he refers to Noah as a preacher of righteousness to the ungodly. And so there's something about uh, Noah's building of the ark, um, being public with his faith, his faith, um, entrusting God's means of provision to deliver him from judgment that proclaimed uh, to the ungodly. And to the question of when and where, this is in the days of Noah and on the earth. So Christ in the spirit preached through Noah in Noah's day to those who are now in prison because they persisted in their unbelief. And so I think this is the the proper understanding of what's being said here. And uh, my New Testament professor uh, at Reformed Theological Seminary, Mike Kruger, gives sort of an interpretive translation of these verses with this in mind. He says, through the spirit, Christ preached through Noah to those rebellious people who are now spirits in prison, who disobeyed long ago when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. So, and there's good reason, I think, textually to think that this is what's going on here. Remember in uh, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, Uh, We already have warrant for thinking about Christ preaching through the prophets of old, the spirit of Christ actually being active in the ministry of those who proclaimed his word in the Old Testament. In 1 Peter 1, 10 and 11, it says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. So in the prophetic witness of the Old Testament, the spirit of Christ is active and at work. And I think that's a really inter- that's a real uh, a really key issue in helping figure out what's being said in chapter 3. And then again also in the context, what's Peter been what's Peter really been helping us or seeking to help us understand in these chapters, Peter's talking about gospel proclamation to an unbelieving age that is set against you and will persecute you. He's talking about uh, being fully entrusted and fully obedient to Jesus Christ in a world where that's going to cost you something. And Noah himself is actually a great example of this very thing. It's a paradigm uh, that we can that we can follow in the church age as sojourners. We are doing what Noah did when we live in obedience to Christ and proclaim his message and pursue holiness in a world that is set against those things. 
And so uh, view five is the only one that actually situates the interpretation within the context of what Peter is saying uh, in chapter three, uh, which is really a continuation of what he began arguing in chapter two. So uh, what are we to take away from this? What are we to understand this to mean? If the interpretation is that Christ preached through Noah to unbelieving humans, he invited them, he called them to hide themselves in the means of salvation that he had provided to to be saved from the coming judgment. And in the same way, we are called to live a life of obedience and proclamation in a hostile world, just like Noah did, trusting that Christ is preaching through us and he will deliver some people through our message and through our obedience to him and through our adornment of the gospel with our good conduct. conduct. So that's what I believe uh, this is teaching. And so hopefully that's helpful. Uh, you might just be more confused than when we started. Uh, if you have questions, uh, you can uh, shoot me an email or, or talk with me about this. Uh, but I did want to take a, a moment to address that in a, in a more substantive way than we had time to do on Sunday. So uh, we'll be back uh, here real soon uh, with some more content for you. Hopefully this is uh, an encouragement to you that it's edifying to you. Uh, I'm grateful for technology and the way that it gives us an opportunity to connect in the ways that we can uh, in these strange and difficult days. And uh, I love you. I'm praying for you. Can't wait to see you again. And until that day comes, peace be with you.